Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode 306 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading John chapter 15 today, and our focus is on how can we abide in Jesus and what does it mean to abide in Jesus? Well, hey, the year is flying by, is it not? We have less than 60 days left. That's kind of mind-blowing. I do want to welcome new listeners in Sierra, Brazil, Nairobi, Kenya, Harare, Zimbabwe, Assam, India, Mora Gromsdale, Norway, North Holland, Netherlands, Vienna, Austria, Parts Unknown, Finland, and South Africa, Salinas, California, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Fresno, California, Tri-Cities, Tennessee, and Louisville, Kentucky. As you know, if you've been listening for a little while, our goal, our aim, is to involve you in daily Bible hearing, thinking, pondering, meditating, comprehending, and obeying in the Word of God. We want the Word to dwell in us, and we want to follow it. Well, nothing is a very, very strong word, right? And when somebody who doesn't exaggerate at all and always tells the truth uses the word nothing, it should cause us to sit up and take notice and In today's passage of John 15, we have just such a situation because in John 15, 5, Jesus says, The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. (laughs) That's a pretty big contrast. So remaining in Jesus on the one hand will cause us to be fruitful. Not remaining in Jesus, on the other hand, will cause us to be able to do absolutely nothing. And whenever we get to a critically important passage like this, and I think this is one of the the most important passages in the entire Bible, I like to break down the key words and look them up in their original language to try to understand what's being said here. And in this verse, and in pretty much all of the beginning of John 15, the key word is the verb that the CSB translates as remain, Other translations go with the word abide. Well, the Greek word is meno, and it's a very, very basic and normal kind of word. It's not a religious word at all. It can and usually is translated very simply as stay, S-T-A-Y. Let me give you a couple of examples. For instance, in Luke 156, it says Mary stayed, meno, Greek word there, with her about three months, then she returned to her home. This is referring to Mary visiting with her cousin, Elizabeth, when she was pregnant with Jesus. Or how about Matthew 10, 11? When Jesus sent his disciples out, he said to them, When you enter any town or village, find one who is worthy and stay there until you leave. Same verb translated as stay. We can also see that verb used in a more spiritual sense in Matthew 26, 38, where Jesus is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane before his execution, it says, He said to them, I am deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and stay awake with me. And Jesus is asking his disciples to remain or stay with him and pray. So the word minnow or abide or remain in the Greek functions almost exactly like our simple word stay in the English. And in this passage, Jesus is going to tell us again just how important it is for you and I to stay or remain or abide in him. How important is it? Well, again, if we don't stay with Jesus, then we're not going to bear any fruit. 
as we keep reading in John 15, we're going to see Jesus get even more serious about staying in him, where he says, if anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them, the branches, throw them into the fire and they're burned. So what in the world does that mean? It sounds incredibly ominous. And you know what? It is incredibly ominous. If we don't stay in Jesus, then we are in great spiritual danger. Well, great every form of danger. Why? And Jesus has already given us the answer to that question in John 8, 31. We talked about it a few weeks ago. That verse says, Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you continue in my word, you really are my disciples. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And if you didn't hear it in my emphasis, the word that is translated continue in the CSB is the same word, meno, for remain or abide or stay. And here Jesus tells us that the way to know if we really are Christians, really saved, really followers of Jesus, is if we stay in his word and his teaching. As we talked about a few days ago when we went through John 8, A Christian is defined as basically somebody who remains or stays or continues in the word of Jesus and continues following him in his word. Modern churches focus on that one-time decision to follow Christ, but I honestly find that Jesus is much more focused on abiding or staying or remaining and continuing in him and his words. In this passage today, John 15, is a strong continuation of, of that emphasis. So how do we stay in Jesus? How do we abide? Well, here's Pastor John Piper with some practical counsel on how to do that. He says, keep yourself attached, closely attached to the vine. I am the vine, you are the branches, says Jesus. He who abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. Everything that you try to do will come to nothing, says Piper, unless you do it through a conscious abiding dependence on the enablement of Jesus. Make it your aim for the rest of your life to discover and ever deeper experience what it means to abide in Christ. It is the secret of all fruitfulness. There are several pointers in the text of John 15 to help us discover what this means in practice, in practicality. One is verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you will and it will be done for you. Abiding in Christ, says Piper, involves letting his words abide in us. Notice how these two things come together. The word abiding in you and effectual prayer. Here is the first and decisive line of battle in your ministry and in your maturity. You must resist everything that would pull you away from rigorous study of God's word and hours of prayerful meditation to let that word sink in and abide. The inwardly abiding word is a truth of scripture believed, cherished, and rolled back and forth in the imagination until its implications spill over into daily life as love and joy and peace and righteousness. The word will not abide with us if we are in a hurry. Pastors can deceive themselves when we're so busy doing good things that We snatch a text from the Bible and a prayer on the run and think that we will be mighty men of God and bear spiritual fruit with little time in the Word. Holy, powerful, life-changing, spiritual men of God are not made on the run. Christ has appointed you to go and bear fruit, so resist those temptations 
with boldness to have a shallow relationship with the Word of God. And here's some other words from Spurgeon on the same topic, John 15. Jesus has, says here, Do not merely find a temporary shelter in me as a ship runs into a harbor in stormy weather and then comes out again when the storm is over, but cast anchor in me as the ship does when it reaches its desired haven. Abide in me, stay in me, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in Jesus. You must bear fruit in him or be cast away. But you cannot bear any fruit except by real union and constant communion with Jesus Christ our Lord. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him brings forth much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You are, says Spurgeon, absolutely and entirely dependent upon Christ, both for your life and for your fruit bearing. Well, let's read the passage in total. John chapter 15, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes, and he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. You you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. This is my command. Love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants anymore because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce fruit and that your fruit should remain so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he will give you. This is what I command you, love one another. If the world hates you, understand that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. However, because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of it, the world hates you. Remember the word I spoke to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But they will do all these things to you, on account of my name, because they don't know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. Now they have no excuse for their sin. The one who hates me also hates my father. If I had not done the works among you that no one else had done, they would not be guilty of sin. Now they have seen and hated both me and my father. But this happened so that the statement written in their law might be fulfilled. They hated me for no reason. When the counselor comes, the one I will send to you from the Father, 
the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify about me. You also will will testify because you have been with me from the beginning. Amen. Well, we close out with our Bible memory passage for the month of November, which we just began yesterday. It is John 14, 6, and it says, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Amen. Well, good day, friends. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and Godspeed.